0: Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin. My guest today is a business owner here in Los Angeles, California, and she's expecting the birth of her first child. I say this oftentimes, but literally any minute now. It's for reals. She's been in the wellness space for years, and her unique bone broth product has found major success. She's here today to discuss all things bone broth and also to talk about her pregnancy experience thus far and her plans for the upcoming birth. Lindsay Wilson, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: All right. I'm very curious about bone broth, and we get a lot of questions about it. I know almost nothing, and you know almost everything, so... (laughs) This is a good match. I'm
1: sure I still have a lot to learn.
0: <laughs> you also have a lot to teach. Let's start at the beginning. Where are you from?
1: I am from Connecticut.
0: I miss that part of the world where there are trees and seasons.
1: It's nice. Yeah, I like to go back in the summertime.
0: In the summertime. And then I feel like right after summer, like all the colors.
1: Oh, Yeah, I actually got to go back this past fall which was really nice. I hadn't seen the leaves change in a while. So that was.
0: That's really special. And there's like miles and miles of highway and you could just drive on these different colored trees.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Reminisce. Okay. How'd you get from there to Los Angeles?
1: Well, I went to college in Ohio and then I moved to Chicago after that. And then after Chicago, I moved to LA.
0: Were you studying in Ohio and Chicago?
1: In Ohio, I was studying, I went to school for interior design, and then on my way to California, stopped in Chicago and totaled my car, so that kept me there for three years. (laughs) Oh, wow. That was a long repair. Yeah. Well, I got into a relationship, I started a business, I was working in the music industry back then, so it was a very different You studied
0: uh, interior design to work in the music industry, and then ultimately bone broth
1: yes yes
0: hmm. i wonder what other people <laughs> who studied <impurity. laughs> okay fine yeah. so then you leave music and you come to los angeles for
1: i moved for the weather and i was just done with chicago but i ended up getting a job before i moved out here when i first moved here i worked a marketing job for a women's footwear company called blowfish shoes
0: ooh yeah it's quite a career trajectory, really. I'm just so curious at any point you consider doing interior design.
1: No, I actually think I decided I did not want to go into interior design before, right before my senior year after I did an internship when I realized that I was going to have to design for someone else's taste and not mine. Oh, I was like, hmm, I don't know if I like this as much.
0: <laughs> right. I considered it very briefly because I love that table, that big high-up table that you get to do your drawings on.
1: Oh, yeah, the drafting tables. But, well, when I went to school, they were really switching everything over from hand drawing more of the art vibe to the computers. And I really resisted that at the time. I liked doing the hand renderings, and I didn't want to learn Photoshop and work on the computer
0: i just wanted to date myself by referencing the drafting table <laughs> yeah so you're doing footwear in la and uh i mean somewhere around there is that where you met your partner
1: oh no i met my partner last august
0: oh it's recent yes and yes. Uh, how'd you guys meet
1: we met in mexico actually we were both vacationing in mexico
0: and you're both living here In Los Angeles?
1: We're both living here now, yes.
0: You were not both living here before?
1: He was, no, he was living in Northern California. Uh Yeah.
0: Dragged him down. (laughs) Yeah. So it sounds like your relationship developed quickly.
1: It developed very quickly, yes. We had a whirlwind romance in Mexico, and uh, he came and visited me two weeks later, and we decided to make a baby (laughs) here we are so
0: oh wow that's really quick did you see it going that way
1: um no not at first no yeah (laughs) but But as you said here we are yeah it's hard to really explain what happened at that time but it just felt like the right thing for both of us to do. And I had been wanting to start a family for a while. I was in a relationship and I was engaged and we broke up about a little over a year before I met Luis. So I think I was ready for that type of relationship, but it definitely happened a lot quicker than I could have ever imagined.
0: Okay. After you decided, hey, maybe we should have a baby. How long did it take?
1: Oh, first try. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's lucky and exciting. Were you surprised?
1: Mm -hmm. Not really. Like I'd always had very regular periods. I take care of myself. I was doing acupuncture and taking prenatals for a year before I got pregnant. So I wasn't surprised, but I'd never tried to get pregnant before. So I didn't know what to expect.
0: I was only surprised that you were taking prenatals because (laughs) you ended your relationship a year before you got pregnant.
1: I know, but I really was determined to find my person and move towards that next phase. Be ready. Be
0: prepared. Yeah. I mean, I
1: said to my friend about a month before I met Luis, like, I'm going to be pregnant within a year. And she was like, this year? And I was like, no, I mean, that would be crazy. And then it happened. (laughs) So.
0: I think we should take a pause right now, just one second pause, and everybody put something out into the universe that seems beyond reach that you're going to do this year. Let's all do that right now. Keep it to yourself. Okay. In one year from now, we're going to send out an email saying, what was your thing and how did (laughs) it turn out? Uh, Okay. I want to know everything really, because your story is so interestingly different than typical. And then also in terms of career, last thing, I know you're still working in shoes and now you're clearly not. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to know all about bone broth. So I'm going to do that in the next segment. And then at the end, we're going to find out if you're still pregnant. We're going to (laughs) find out about what you're planning for the birth. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. We are talking to Lindsay Wilson. Okay, let's get into this one whole life situation. You're making shoes. Career-wise, last thing we know, you're doing anything that doesn't have yeah. to do with interior design.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to tell my mom to listen to this episode. She'll laugh. <laughs> but uh <laughs> Yeah, I went from shoes. I was doing marketing for a shoe company. So I was doing a lot of social media, graphic design, newsletters, that sort of thing. And it was for a small to medium-sized company. So I learned a lot about how to structure a small business and that sort of thing at that job. And then afterwards, I went on to work freelance doing graphic design, photography, web design, and using a lot of the skill set that i had developed more at blowfish to work independently and from there i started a blog where i wrote about dating stories recipes diy projects all that kind of stuff started getting really into wellness and i think i just have an entrepreneurial spirit and i developed the Owl skincare line after I started getting adult onset acne. So, Owl initially was a skincare brand that I couldn't sell. So, farther along in my journey, I had digestive issues. I was looking for a bone broth that didn't have garlic and onions in it. I couldn't find any. And so, I started making my own and I came up with the recipe that we're known for now, which uses ginger and turmeric instead of garlic and onions we add a wide range of herbs to kind of mask the taste so it tastes more like a tea. Yeah.
0: Well, I have so many questions. <laughs> okay. First of all, let's let's just even back up a hair to what do you mean you yeah. got more into wellness?
1: Well, I think I started getting into wellness actually when I was in Chicago. My mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. And it was kind of like a wake-up call for me realizing, okay, my mom eats super healthy and she's sick and I'm living on Diet Coke and Cheez-Its. So if I'm genetically inclined to have the same trajectory as her, then I need to be careful. And I just had this whole wake-up call and I started thinking about what I ate and learning about superfoods and reading about vegan diets and vegetarian diets and juice cleanses. And I started really experimenting and researching a lot there, which I think was part of why I left Chicago. The culture really wasn't what I was starting to really get into. And I felt a separation from my community. People thought it was weird that I was talking about health and wellness. So I definitely found more of my people in that sense once i moved to la and just continued to explore that because living on the west side that's what there is to explore yeah Uh, i mean
0: i'm surprised you didn't just prior to that open up a diet coke and cheese it's shop as your entrepreneurial spirit oh so then how does that lead to bone broth
1: well, after I left my job and I started freelancing, I tried all sorts of things. I was doing social media management for different companies, graphic design, photography, web design, and then I started working as a private chef as well. So, you have
0: chef training?
1: I have a mentor and dear friend, sister. She was a private chef and she cooked mostly for high-end celebrity clients doing at-home food delivery. So she really took me under her wing and taught me a lot of what she was doing in terms of how she packaged things and presented them and what she charged clients. And she started giving me some of her clients. And cooking was something I had been into for years and was doing on my blog, like with recipes. Yeah, it just kind of naturally happened, but no, I didn't have any formal training
0: so is that where you kind of came across bone broth and that cooking phase i was
1: always like researching health and i would get into researching ayurveda and I, that took me down a road of reading about bone broth and i still am very into reading about single ingredients and the medicinal properties I'm really interested in herbalism and Yeah, I think I just started reading about it. And at the time, I was struggling with digestive stuff. So I decided why not give it a shot. And it really helped me. It was a big part of my journey.
0: All right. So were garlic and onions irritating your already digestive unhappiness?
1: I went pretty extreme at the time when I started the bone broth. I just had this realization where like, wow, like I think I took a sip of alcohol and realized my nose got stuffy and it was just like I had this moment where I just thought like, wow, I'm putting something into my body that I know isn't making me feel good and I'm done. I'm done with that. I'm only going to put things in my body that I know are going to make me feel good and I'm going to take this seriously. I'm going to heal my body and I cut out sugar, alcohol, dairy, soy, corn, nightshades. I was reading about FODMAPs, GAPS diet, AIP, everything. And I kind of just tried to eliminate any food that any of these trains of thought recommended eliminating. And I was left with a really small list of things to work with, but I think I was inspired by that. And that was part of what led me to creating the broth and then creating the reset program was trying to create something that was tasty and nourishing, but that was void of any of these foods that are under this train of thought or that train of thought, like can be irritating to the gut. Mm -hmm. So I was eating like boiled chicken, squash, steamed greens, avocado are all of the foods that I now suggest as approved foods for the reset program that they can add in. And then the shakes I was making with hemp seeds and plantains instead of bananas, because they're lower glycemic and not a common allergen. Squash is in our golden ginger drink and beets in the bold beet, which is the evening shake as part of the reset. So they all have different ayurvedic and chinese herbs and they correlate to different times of day so there was really so many different philosophies of thought around mostly healing the gut that i was incorporating into this program that i created
0: tell me more specifically about bone breath what is the thinking behind the
1: medicinal value so what's really cool about bone broth is it's packed full of nutrients that are really bioavailable to the body. So if you think about when you eat a meal, your body has to break down every ingredient in that meal and process information and give it to your body But a lot of people have compromised digestive systems, which means it's harder for them to break down the food and get the information and receive the information from the food. Same thing with vitamins it happens if it comes in a capsule. Some people can't even break down the capsule to then get to the nutrients and actually absorb it into their bodies. So with bone broth, Mm -hmm. it's bioavailable. So you get the nutrients without having to activate digestion in the same way as eating food.
0: And what is a basic bone broth consist of?
1: So basic bone broth is bones, water, vinegar to mineralize the bones. We use a lot of herbs, roots, and vegetables in our recipes. Vary, but it mimics the lining of the gut wall. So that's why it's great for repairing the gut Mm. is the consistency.
0: Like gut speckle.
1: Yeah, that's a good analogy.
0: (laughs) That's my brand. gut Spackle. Uh, uh, Yeah. And then the bones can be from anything?
1: Well, (laughs) typically chicken, turkey, beef, bison, pork. Yeah. We also have a vegan version. We don't do a pork version. We have a chicken, turkey, beef, bison, and vegan.
0: What are the vegan bones?
1: We don't use bones in our vegan. We mimic a lot of the same immune-boosting and alkalizing properties as broth with the ingredients we use in the vegan mineral. That makes sense. Mineral broth, yeah.
0: And then for the actual bone ones, do they need to cook for a long time?
1: Yes. So bone broth differs from a stock because it has a longer cook time. We simmer ours for over 24 hours. There's people that do anywhere from 6 to 72, depending on philosophy there.
0: I don't have the patience for 72.
1: (laughs) No, I think 24 is great. I've heard that beyond that is not necessary. And there's also the theory that if you cook it for over 24 hours, it's not low FODMAP, I believe. So.
0: Oh, interesting. When you're looking at the different bones, different varieties, are there different nutritional benefits to the different varieties of bone broth?
1: Yes. They say that it's best to get a variety of different broths. That would be ideal because all of them have different properties. So all of them have some of the same properties, collagen, glucosamine, branched chain amino acids, but they are slightly different profiles.
0: This is probably a weird question, but it did cross my mind. Do people ever accidentally think you have owl bones?
1: Yes, we have been asked that.
0: (laughs) But just to be super clear, there's no. Super clear,
1: there are no owl bones. No. The name came because I have an affinity for owls because my grandmother collected owls. So, not real owls. Right, owl
0: like things. Mm
1: -hmm. And now my house looks the same with owl things everywhere.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. But it's an acronym.
1: Yes stands for one whole life.
0: All right. Anything else about bone broth? Aside from being gut spackle, so great for digestive things, are there specific conditions or symptoms that people do really well with when they consume bone broth and like how much would one consume?
1: Yeah. What I love about bone broth is it meets people where you're at and it's good for such a different variety of things. So whether you're young, old, sick, healthy... Pre postnatal, pre post workout, pre post surgery. I've seen it help people in so many different ways from decreasing anxiety to helping with gas, constipation, bloating to help grow your hair, skin, and nails to joint pain, faster healing recovery. Yeah, I mean, it's very versatile. That's what I like about it. And As far as how much to drink, I think that kind of depends on what your goals are and where you're at. If you just got out of surgery, drinking it every day for a few weeks until you're feeling better is awesome. For me, sometimes if I'm feeling a little under the weather, I'll drink a half a jar, a whole jar that day and feel better by the next day. But a few cups a week is awesome and ideal for just overall maintenance, I would say.
0: You mentioned using sneaky herbs to make it taste like tea. Yes. I think, unless I just had stock, I think I like the flavor of beef bone broth.
1: Yes. I personally didn't love the taste of bone broth when I tried it for the first time. So that was something that I experimented with when I started making my own as I wanted something a little more different flavor i guess other broths i had tried tasted very gamey to me Um,
0: saw that coming that word
1: yeah yeah so i wanted something that was really palatable that i could drink every day and the other broths you know i would have a cup but it wasn't something that i was craving or wanting on a daily basis and for me that was the key for my healing was the consistency over time. And I had a pot of broth going for months and I would have a few cups or a cup or two every night after bed. That was my replacement for alcohol or sweets. Um, it really helped me curve cravings, helped my nervous system calm down at night and sleep better. I would say first I noticed it in my joints, then my skin, and then I started noticing the internal effects and it really started having an effect on my gut and my digestive system and healing that
0: have you been drinking it during pregnancy
1: yes it was actually one of the only things i could stomach my first trimester when i started getting nauseous i didn't do much of it in my second trimester and now i'm getting back into it now that i'm getting closer to go time and i'm sure i'll do a lot in postpartum
0: I mean, based on everything you just described, it makes so much sense for postpartum. And for years, my patients have been talking about it and consuming yeah. bone, bone breath after having a baby. But now it makes sense, like all the repair elements and,
1: mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so many
0: things need spackle once you give birth.
1: Yeah. So Yeah. So. I drank it very consistently for about a year and now I drink it more as needed. I don't drink it every day, but I drink it regularly.
0: Cool. I'm sure your body thanks you. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I learned a lot, and we shared a lot with the audience, and I appreciate that. We are going to take a break, and when we come back, I want the rest of the story on this pregnancy and imminent birth. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. We're talking to Lindsay Wilson, who is extremely pregnant. We're in the last hours of pregnancy here, and uh, Let's hope so. Yeah, we found out all this interesting stuff about you and your uh, interesting trek towards bone broth success. But I want to know more about your pregnancy. So you said you were nauseous at the beginning. How was the first, second, third trimester?
1: My first trimester, around like six, seven weeks, I had one week where I was just horribly sick. I couldn't eat anything. I actually was driving home from a doctor's appointment and I had to throw up in my owl mason jar. Oh,
0: wow. Oh, (laughs) multi purpose, multi purpose.
1: Yeah, that's like the weirdest phase when you don't look pregnant at all and you're just feeling horrible. (laughs) But I was really lucky. That really only lasted about a week for me. And then from there, my nausea was super, super sporadic. And throughout, like every three to six weeks, I would have a day where I would just get sick randomly. So that hasn't been too big of an issue for me. My first trimester, I would say the biggest thing was like my appetite being thrown off and being more tired than I was used to. I'm somebody with a ton of energy and like a very much doer. So it was challenging for me to kind of get slowed down slow down yeah. Yeah. How
0: about the second try?
1: Second trimester by 20 weeks, I would say I was my energy was getting back and my appetite was getting back to normal and I was starting to feel fairly normal again. Yeah. And I started getting some round ligament pain in my right hip. I think the baby was just in my right hip for a while there. And that was on and off and why I ended up coming to see you actually, because that's been my biggest challenge. But overall, I can't say I can complain because I've been sleeping really well. I haven't had any like up all night because I've been sick. So that's been a blessing.
0: I mean, you're so close to birth. I know that at some point you were thinking about having the baby in Mexico.
1: Yes, we were thinking about doing a home birth in Mexico. We actually went down to Mexico for Christmas and stayed a couple weeks and met a midwife down there. And uh, yeah, my mother's relieved that we didn't end up doing (laughs) that.
0: (laughs) So what's the actual birth plan?
1: So we're going to be doing a home birth here in Los Angeles. And we have a midwife, the doula, and our midwife's assistant. So there will be five of us gathered around the tub, but in front of the fireplace here
0: hmm, in our six, living room. So six at the end.
1: Six at the end and eight, if you count the two dogs. So. Oh,
0: right. Okay. It's a full <laughs> house. Um, yeah. Why home birth?
1: Um, for me, I wanted to be comfortable with COVID and having to wear a mask at the hospital and everything that was going on, I just felt more comfortable being at home. And I have been healthy without any complications throughout the pregnancy. And so I kind of trust my body to know what to do and feel like it would just be such a cool experience to bring the baby into the world and a home instead of a hospital with fluorescent lights and nurses I've never met and that sort of thing.
0: No (laughs) owls. Yeah. I wonder this, if you scoot back almost two years when you had no partner, but were taking prenatal vitamins, (laughs) did at that point you ever picture what your birth would be like? Did you know already then that you wanted an out-of-hospital birth?
1: Well, I watched my friend give birth. It's interesting that I do want the home birth because my experience with it was with my mentor and friend, sister, who I was telling you about earlier, she had her daughter about almost four years ago in August. Her daughter's three. I was there for the birth. I was supposed to photograph the birth that she was doing at home, a water birth, and she ended up getting rushed to the hospital. So I saw an attempted home birth. (laughs) And we have the same OBGYN. We, I went with a different midwife than she had at the time. But I don't know. She was also older than I am. She had a complication with the merconium when her water broke. So it was different. But I just thought that that seemed like a really nice possibility to try doing it that way.
0: Hmm. Right. You always have the option to go to the hospital. Yeah. Either because you want to or because you need to. But yeah. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. So do you, especially after (laughs) that story, I mean, for your friend, everything turned out okay.
1: Everything turned out great. Baby's healthy. And she was able to go to the hospital and have her midwife finish the birth with her there, which I plan to do. Now that everything's changed originally when we were planning the birth, only the partner was allowed in. But now I can bring my partner and someone else. So we can bring the midwife with us if we go to the hospital for any reason.
0: So that's comforting to bring that midwific juju to the hospital with you to kind of bubble you from the elements, the more clinical sterile elements of the hospital that you don't like.
1: Yeah. And to be fair, like I really like my OBGYN and I've been seeing him up until the end, so I'm doing a co-care option so that I can use him as my backup doctor. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that experience hasn't been negative, but I prefer the home care with my midwife.
0: Are there any things that you are nervous about in relation to the birth, or are you just mostly excited
1: i'm excited i feel like i don't know i I go back and forth i'm like i feel like i have a high pain threshold and i can stay pretty calm through stressful situations but i've also like never broken a bone or really hurt myself that badly so
0: i'm typing
1: for a rude awakening i'm not sure
0: i don't know Um, nobody's ever told me childbirth feels like breaking bones
1: oh that's good No, I really think because my mom and my grandmother both had pretty easy, uncomplicated births. I feel like I trust my body to know what to do. And I think I'm more so a little bit nervous for after birth and not sleeping as much and adjusting to a new routine. I'm pretty used to my routine and I have gotten really comfortable with it. So (laughs) I think getting that shaken up is going to take more of an adjustment, but the actual birth I haven't had a lot of fear around.
0: That's cool. I think that one month after my first son was born, I could no longer picture what life was like before we had children.
1: Yeah. That's nice. It was
0: just like a totally new life and chapter. Fascinating. Well hopefully next time we speak to you, you will have a wonderful story. About your birth, and we'll find out how much bone broth you're sipping <laughs> as you patch yes. up all the holes. Where can we find you online and
1: Owl? So we are at Owl Venice on Instagram or owlvenice.com or facebook.com/slash owlvenice.
0: And you can buy it from anywhere.
1: Yeah, if you wanted to go pick up a jar, we have a storefront on Abbott Kinney, 1613 Abbott Kinney. And then we're also available at Erwan Market, Lazy Acres, Lassen's, Mother's Market, a few others. We have a store locator on our website, but we have locations from San Diego all the way up north to San Francisco. So,
0: Oh, cool. But then do you ship anywhere?
1: Yeah, we ship nationwide all of our broth and our reset programs and some other fun things you can find on our website.
0: I will go check it out. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming and educating us and sharing your passion and sharing your personal story. I look very much forward to seeing you on the other side and I'm going to do some experimentation with bone broth
1: amazing
0: well thanks for listening to the informed pregnancy podcast if you like the program share us with your friends and leave us some feedback in your podcast app i try to look at it all and if you reach out to us with a topic either by instagram at dr berlin which is spelled out d-o-c-t-o-r berlin or through email info at informedpregnancy.com I will get it personally. I will read it and I will reply to you. It just might take some time. But many of the topics we're doing now are by your request. You can write to us again at info at Dr. Doctor,
1: doctor, give me the news. I got a home.